genre. In the previous two seasons of Immunity. Aliens! What? Aliens have taken over the world. This is crazy. Or maybe I should sneak you out while I can, before they get you again. Get me how? It's the eyes. It happens when you look into their eyes. That's why they call them lookers. How many people are there that they didn't take over? Maybe three million in the U.S., and most of them aren't immune, so they have to stay out of the lookers' way in places called overlooks. And we immune people have to behave, or they'll go after the others. The overlook areas already lag behind the rest in the availability of medical services, energy, and food. Further, the movement of the betas, however desirable, has already strained their housing situation. The lookers are tailing our trucks even closer now, and the truckers are getting jittery. Someone followed the apple truck I was on for 20 miles, and the driver gave me a choice between tossing my data card out the window and walking. So I figured maybe I could make him feel guilty by saying I'd get out, but he made me go through with it. Try not to strand yourself like that again. I mean, you're pretty little. I'd hate to see you eaten by coyotes out there. I can handle it. Here, take this to Smith. Tell him I need two buses, four people, two licensed drivers, and two EMTs if he can find them. They should all be primary immune, all clean, the buses and the people. Jordan's got them to call this a Department of Health contract, so they'll get diesel rations and everyone will get paid new dollars. But they've all got to have good documents. And don't let Smith give you any grief for pushing this on to him. He's going to earn points with someone for giving them a job with real money and travel attached, and he knows it. Briefly, the lookers are not close to breaking immunity, despite a great deal of effort, unrestricted by what we would call medical ethics. If none of it is conclusive, why are you firing everybody? Hey. Hey. You almost boxed up? The stuff down here, yeah. I need to start on my office upstairs and then, of course, have it all vetted for secret messages to our looker masters. You know, talking like that doesn't make people any less suspicious of us. Don't care. Do you know if we got today's delivery? Nikki's overdue. Ah. Don't let her hear you call her that. Whatever. Going upstairs. Knock, knock. Nicole, we were just talking about you. Nothing good, I hope. Martha doesn't have much good to say about anybody. You hear? Yeah, it sucks that you guys got caught in this. Martha and me just like to play pretend. Much like you. Keep it to yourself, please. People here act nice, but it feels like it's only for other people like themselves. And if things turn sour, it's not like I can go away to college or to the big city. And I don't see much point in one overlook over another. Transfer to number nine. Number nine? Ugh! There are sympathetic people there. Sympathetic to what? None of your business, MILF. Come on, Jim. Take me somewhere where a girl fresh from a dusty road can wet her whistle and have a last toast with a comrade. Absolutely. Where are you thinking? Don't tell her, Jim. She's a spy. Let her figure it out. Ex-spy. Then I think you'd like having one last mission. Law enforcement authorities have repeated their call for any information on the whereabouts of Candace Majib, Molly Ollinger, Kelsey Habchek, or Tyra Valdez. These women, all seemingly unacquainted with each other and all between the ages of 20 and 30, have been reported missing from the Tri-County area during the course of the last six weeks. 
absolutely anyone having seen them, knowing of any associate which any two of them have in common, or with any other information about them, should contact the officially constituted authorities immediately. The anonymity and status of any unaltered person providing such information will be carefully preserved. In other news, local police have arrested two unaltered persons for defacing the front window of a scientific... Hey, we're pulling in. You awake back there, Nikki? I am now. Oh! Wow, I slept through the border crossing? Mm. Like a babe. Sorry, I've been up late. No problem. You'd have just been hiding back there anyway. Yeah. Did the handoff go okay? Smooth and easy. Have a good sleep? I was having a dream about strangling that looker newsreader. Sweet. Wouldn't mind seeing that. Wanna tell me about it over a drink? Not this time, D. Thanks, anyway. I'm meeting someone, and we got some catching up to do. Always seems to be something. Girls gotta keep busy. Sure. Okay. Hasty lumbago. Yeah. Until then. No, I missed you, girl, but I'd almost forgotten that fine behind. Thanks, but uh, do you ever stop? Only when I don't have an appreciative audience. <laughs> Here I was, just deciding how long to wait on your ass. Hey, you make a date with a woman of the open road, you know what you're getting into. Mm. Speaking of which, was that one of our drivers you walked in with? I believe that's need-to-know information, civilian. But yeah, you probably saw him back in your day. You two didn't look very pally for people who just face danger together. Uh, he and I never talk much. Because when we do, it always comes around to him wanting the goods. Unlike when you and I talk. Okay, serious moment. Martha, I am hereby officially asking you if I should tone down my flirtation. <laughs> no. It's fun, I'm just flipping you shit. Naturally. How's Ray, by the way? Uh, fine, except for having me underfoot most of the day. I bet he doesn't mind. Possible. Say hi for me. I will. And I'm sure he'll appreciate your adherence to sexual harassment guidelines. I don't like uncertainty. It's easy to think the other person's having fun when in fact they're just smiling until you stop. That's probably Derek the driver's mistake. Have you given him a definitive shutdown? I'm sure you could cut through anyone's self-delusion. Ugh, no. No telling where things go from there, and I can't risk us getting unfriendly. There's always a shortage of drivers with the right papers who are willing to take the risk. So that means we're always going to be working together again. The last time I got into it with a driver, I ended up on the side of the road. And the Major told me not to let that happen again. If Derek did that, you could report him. And the Resistance loses a driver. And we spend months while the Lookers vet a new one who we don't know and who might not take risks for us. Or maybe Derek stays on, but they don't assign him to me. But the next time I need an unscheduled pickup, he pretends not to see my signal. Or something worse. Regardless, I've got it handled. He'll get a little frustrated, I'll get bugged, 
We'll spend a lot of quiet hours staring at the road, but what needs to get done gets done. Whatever works, I guess. I think you've already forgotten the compromises this work takes. Speaking of compromises, looks like he's made a new friend. A guy with gas rations and new bills would have to be pretty foul to want for company. Who's the flues? Ah, that's Lorna. She worked in the commissary in my day. Kind of a perennial fuck-up. And not a great poster girl for the overlooks as places of tolerance and enlightenment. Well, maybe they deserve each other then. They can shack up and he'll be out of my hair. Might not make a difference. <laughs> yeah, true. You're looking over there again. I'm not interesting enough for you. Sorry. She was my delivery. I'm just curious who her friend is. Oh, that's Waters. Used to be a big deal in my building. Fired because they thought she was working for the aliens. No shit. Well, they knew it was somebody. They got rid of the guy she worked with, too, in case it was him. He wasn't so bad, but I was glad to see the back of them both. Refugees. Ran here from some college during the takeover. They always thought they were better than us and should be living somewhere better. He at least tried to hide it, but it was there. Hey, girl. Des, great to see you. Mm, who's your friend? This is Derek. You'll like him. He's buying. My kind of man. Nice to meet you. Likewise. What's the occasion? The job well done. Nice. Hey, since he's got new bills, we should blow this dump and hit the lodge. Drink something off the top shelf? Hey, maybe. It's been a while. You up for it, money bags? And we've lost Eric again. He's keeping an eye on that pair at the bar in case they start knocking boxes. <laughs> for real? For real, I want to watch them? No. For real, they're going to do it? Ask Lorna. No idea. They can do whatever they want when they're not in my bar. Damn straight. Ooh, this guy's dangerous. He's going to enable all your bad habits. I don't know. He hasn't seen most of them yet. And you were just running this place down two minutes ago. <laughs> Point. All right, I'm hitting the ladies. You coming with? Chuck's supposed to call. Well, you two have a fine time then. Will do. So, you're a driver? Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> Assistant manager at the Hy-Vee. Huh. There's a job that must have changed some. <laughs> you know it. Locally grown ain't just a slogan anymore. Were you carrying anything good to eat? A load of paint, paint thinner. And her at the bar. <laughs> She's kind of thin, too. Looks like she spends a lot of time outside. Courier? That is classified. Ah. Righteous. Hey, Des! Chuck! Ah, I'll be right back. Hey, total me up, will you? Sure thing. There you go. Thanks. And this on top. Thank you. That was my other half. I'm running him a new inner tube so he can join us here. 
Tell Lorna I'll be right back. Will do. Nice to meet you. Likewise. Wow, Des was heading out fast. Must be that man of hers. Yeah. Loves a fool's game, if you ask me. Yeah. She said she wanted to meet you at the lodge place that you mentioned. I could drive you over. Oh, sweet. You got room for my wheels? I could fit it in the back, yeah. Bitchin'. You'll have to tell me the way. You haven't been to the lodge before? No, I don't go out much. Here's me. And here's me. Passenger door's unlocked. Oh wow, so great to sit in a nice private vehicle again. Cushion seat? <laughs> Not so sure about nice. If you lived here, you'd know what I mean. Those county buses can go straight to hell. I've got a bus line to hell here. Yeah, no matter what the front of the bus says, that's where they go. Well, even this baby can get old after a while. But there's a flask in the glove compartment if you want to experience all the amenities. Why, thank you, sir. So backing up, why are you going out and sampling our local watering holes when you didn't before? Seeing as you're you're already set for booze. Simple. I wanted to meet someone new. And do you have? And now I'm going to... Wait. This isn't the right way. We're going where we're needed. Where what? What was in that? Something to make sure I get you there. We are all the resistance. Immunities. Episode 3.1. Alternatives. I woke up like I was being unwrapped from a quilt made of giant cotton balls. The first thing I noticed was that I was sleeping in a bad position. My legs were fetal. My body was on its side, but tilted forward just enough that my weight was more on my knees than on my shoulders, so my leg joints ached. My first impulse was to lean backwards, but then I realized why I'd positioned myself like I had. My hands were tied behind my back, and just a few seconds on my left shoulder made my left arm start to fall asleep. I vaguely remembered trying this over and over while I slept. It now occurred to me to wonder how I'd gotten into this situation. And then it all came back. The bar. The driver. The truck. The drink. I got mad. And that cut through the cotton. I rolled on my stomach. A pillow met my mouth. And I could feel a blanket around me. It was only now that I realized I was blindfolded and that my ankles were tied too. The pillow was starting to crowd my breathing so I gave a big exhale and rolled onto my back. My wrist complained right away. This is another thing I'd tried during my nap, before I gave up and went fetal instead. The exhale did remind me that I wasn't gagged, though. So, immediately. 
Hey! Hey! Is anybody here? You are not alone. Her words were like honey. They were just exactly what I wanted to hear. Were you brought here against your will? Yeah, some guy named... And then it hit me. That calm tone, indicating that everything would be all right, which had comforted me so much one second earlier. It meant something. Something very bad. What is wrong? She was a looker. I didn't know if she was my cellmate or a guard or motherfucking Teresa, but I did know that she was the enemy of the world. The reason why our lives had become so especially shitty... She can turn me into one of them, if it wasn't for the blindfold protecting me. And I had almost told her about Derek. Derek who drove for the resistance. Derek who was saying something about it right as I blacked out. Derek who... Derek is coming. You know Derek? Unfortunately, yes. What's going on? What do you have to do with him? We will speak later. Okay, quiet time, girls. I'll accept our new friend. Lorna, are you awake? I probably should have been thinking hard about what to do and what to say and all the ways this could turn out good or bad for me. But I just wanted the basics. Yes, I'm awake. What the hell is going on? Oh, okay, okay. Calm down. Everything's going to be fine. We just need you to do a little job for us. Stay still, and I'll untie you. His hands were on me, and most of me wanted to scream. But another part of me stifled it, because I didn't want to do anything that would change his mind about untying me. There you go. And there's the blindfold. He must have seen that I had my eyes scrunched closed, because... You can open your eyes. It's safe. I didn't quite believe that, but... I couldn't just lie there with my eyes closed, either. So I opened them, and once they focused, I scoped out my situation. I was in a very plain room, with bare wooden walls and a high, slanted ceiling. The only light was from a cheap floor lamp. There was a window in the ceiling, but it looked to be night. There was a bookshelf full of paperbacks in the corner, which cast a shadow over a hole about one foot square in the inside wall, which led into dark. I started to notice a bad barnyard smell coming from that direction, but I focused on Derek. He was standing there, dressed in jeans and a jacket, just like I'd last seen him. He looked bigger than I remembered, and that helped me keep a lid on my reaction. Okay, thanks, but I still want to know what the hell this is about. Yeah, you deserve that. Like I said, we have a job we need you to do. By we, you mean the Resistance? Yeah. We're running an experiment here. A critical one. And we need your help. My help doing what? I'm not immune. I shouldn't be around lookers. Everybody has to do their part. And these girls are hooded. Keeping them that way is part of your job. So as long as you do your job, you have nothing to worry about. No. No way. I'm sorry, but I just... Can't do this. Let me out of here. I can't let you out. It's too dangerous. Look, I promise I won't tell anyone about what you're doing here. You can trust me. They cleared me to work in the intelligence building. You would tell. You would have no choice. What do you mean? 
We're not in the Overlook. What? We're out in the world. There are lookers all over. Maybe 50, 100,000 of them between here and the next safe spot. Lock eyes with any one of them, and they'll have you. An icy hand reached out and grabbed my crotch from the inside. I felt dizzy and turned my head in all directions. I was out there? In looker country? The only lucky break I could remember in my entire life was that the podunk town I grew up in had been too podunk for the look to spread there before the truce. And now... Now I wasn't there anymore. I looked up at Derek. I'd hate to see what I looked like. Eyes wide and teary, turning to the source of my trouble for protection from it. But I can picture it well enough. I've seen it in the mirror plenty of times. I've spent a lot of my life talking tough, but I've never been brave. I hoped that acting fierce would make people think twice before screwing with me. But knock against me, and I fall to pieces. For instance... But... But how... You took me out of the Overlook? Yes. Then you can take me back. I will, but not yet. No! Now! It's too dangerous going the other way right now. It would look suspicious. You smuggled that dyke courier. You can smuggle me. I didn't just do that on a whim. It was part of an operation. And taking me? That was an operation, too. It's not right. The world's not right. But everybody has to do their part in fixing it. This is your part. Doing what? Help me take care of the girls. That's all. Keeping them going for a while while I do some tests. Keeping them going? Just... Take care of them long enough for me to finish my work. Between the testing and my driving, I don't have time to keep them healthy and the place clean. Tomorrow, I'll bring a couple changes to clothes. But... What kind of tests? Tests into how to turn lookers normal again. What? You're working on that? Yep. And that's pretty important, don't you think? Yeah, but... And the immunes, the ones we can trust, the lookers know them. They keep track of them, follow them. If one of them disappeared for three months, there'd be a search. And those things are damn tenacious once they get a scent. But they don't know you're here. So they won't look for you. Three months? That's how long your tour of duty is. Ninety days. And then I take you back. My job? We've taken care of that. It'll be waiting for you when you get back, along with your back pay. And your bosses will know you did us a favor. But you don't seem like a doctor or a scientist. We're the resistance. We make do. The 2,000 guys who'd have been better for this are lookers now, so we're stuck with me. If it helps, just keep in mind that you have no choice. I have my orders, and they're to make sure that you follow your orders. The resistance can't afford any slip-ups with this. As he said that, he gestured with his hand, and his jacket rode up. I noticed for the first time that he had a revolver stuck in his pants. My spine turned to jelly. Fierce Lorna melted away and revealed whiny Lorna underneath. I I didn't sign up for this. Neither did the girls. But they're going to do their part, and so are you. This? I don't even know where to start with how fucked up this is. Like I say, it's a fucked up world. But we're going to try to make it good again. Where even are we? A farm. You're in the loft of a big barn I converted for this. Three partitioned rooms. You get a window, the girls don't. 
There's a bathroom at the other end just for you. They use buckets. Buckets? Which I get to empty. Yeah. Sorry. Why do it here? Why not in the Overlook where it's safe? The Overlook is safe because there are no lookers there. If I take them in and a blindfold slips for one second, then they start converting the whole place. It's the takeover all over again. So instead, you're just risking me. Yeah, but it's a calculated risk. Okay. So I'm up in a barn. And how do I get down from here? A ladder? There is a ladder, but you don't go down. For the security of the project, I can't take a chance that you'd run and spill your brains to the lookers. What, deliberately? Maybe you'd fool yourself into thinking you're immune or that you could avoid them. People forget the odds. They do crazy things. I can't argue with that. You've been listening to Immunities, Episode 3.1, Alternatives, written and directed by Bob J. Kester. It featured, in order of appearance, Maria Burnham as Woman 1, Jake Van Hoorn as Derek, Courtney Abbott as Nicole, Alex Molnar as Martha Waters, Annalise Kennedy as Lorna, Danny Krebill as Dez, Jonah Robinson as the bartender, and Kelsey Jaffer as Candace. Immunities was recorded by Stephen Moore. Lisa Cohen, Joseph Page, and Tasha Robinson assisted in development. The Immunities theme music is Moving On by Ars Sonore. You can find more of her work on Bandcamp and Spotify. This episode also featured the songs I Know Where You've Been, Hex, and Sails, all by Forget the Whale. And you're listening to the instrumental version of Hex right now. You can find more of their music at freemusicarchive.org. Special effects are from the freesound.org collection. Other development assistance was provided by Evanston's Firehouse Grill, Backstage, Perform Inc., and Dueling Genre Productions, makers of the Geek by Night audio drama and many fun Movies by Minute podcasts. The Immunity series image is Conformity by Fraun Fraun. That's all one word, F-R-A-U-N, F-R-A-U-N. The episode image is Who Are You by Marina Churich. That's a first name, M-A-R-I-N-A, and a last name, C-O-R-I-C. You can find other artwork by both of them on Instagram and DeviantArt. For more information, including a glossary of terms and a complete list of the sound effects used, check out our website at immunitiesdrama.com. You can also leave us a small payment there using our digital tip jar. Immunities is copyright 2017 by Bob J. Kester, all rights reserved. This is Bob J. Kester. I hope you'll join us for episode 3.2, Options. And I hope you'll exercise your option to support Immunities by reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, following us on Twitter as Immunities Drama, or as Immunities on Facebook. Reviews and social media mentions are great ways to help others find and enjoy the podcast. And if you tag us in any speculation or commentary you make about the season, perhaps you'll encounter some other interested fans.